Haterskin and the Eco Defenders, Book Two, Tell It to Future Generations, Chapter Ten. Divide and conquer, said Albert, or rather, isolate. We'll herd the main officers away from the regular soldiers and let the troops know that they won't need to fight. We'll let them know that the leaders, the top generals from each side, will represent the warring factions in a contest involving just the two of them. What do you mean? Uga asked. How will we herd the leaders away from the followers, and what will the generals do when they meet up with each other? I think all we'll need to do is tell the soldiers to stay back, Stripe said. Albert and Alexis can give them that message, while Rory, Ocero, Jowls, the Elephants, Terry and I, and Marmalade, of course, will be standing right behind them, doing what we do best. What do we do best? Terry asked. Look and sound intimidating, Stripes answered. Oh, I don't know if I could do that, the pterodactyl said. My strong suit is beauty pageants. As they say, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Stripes bit his tongue, not literally. He didn't want to offend a flying lizard. You'll do fine, he assured Terry. Just act natural. Stare at them and occasionally blink and give your opinions a shake. They might think I'm flirting with them if I do that. I wouldn't worry about that. Trust me, I know these officer types. They make war, not love. I have an idea, said Yuck-Yuck. We can talk to the horses and have them carry the leaders to an area away from the rest. Excellent plan. I could go talk to the horses, I volunteered. I'm the only kind of animal that won't cause a stir showing up in camp. I'll have the general's horses take them over the rise where Albert and Alexis can talk to them. That'll work, Rovette said. I'll stay with the pups and let them watch you in action from a safe distance. After Draco explained to Terry what a horse was, and pointed one out to him, which a neighbor girl was riding in the pasture not far away, the flying lizard yelled out, Hey, that looks like my old friend E.O. Hippus from prehistoric Germany, the original source of mustard and amber. But that horse, as you call it, I don't know why, because I heard it, Winnie, is much larger than good old E.O. It's the only modern animal that is larger than its ancient counterpart. That I've seen, anyway. Uga ignored Terry and inquired of Albert, how will the generals represent each side? What will they do in this contest you have in mind? I thought you would never ask, Albert replied. What I have in mind is a wrestling match. With stretchy pants? Rinky asked, wide-eyed. Yes, of course. What's a wrestling match without stretchy pants? Albert answered. Then there will be a 100-yard dash, followed by a chess match, and then a joke-telling contest. Now it was Ocero who stepped forward with a question. I see how the winner of the wrestling match is easy enough to gauge. The one who pins the other, Jowls agreed. And the winner of the 100-yard dash is obvious, Ocero went on. The one who crosses the finish line first, Jowls again responded. And the winner of the chess match, too. The guy who is smiling while the other one is cursing under his breath upsetting the chessboard and complaining that he didn't see the move because the sun was in his eyes. Upon hearing that theory on how you could tell who 
wins chess matches, Osero gave Jowls a sideways glance, but simply continued with his line of questioning. But what about the joke-telling contest? How will the winner be determined, Albert? By a jury of their peers, 22 of them, us. The loudest laugh wins the joke-telling portion of the contest, Albert answered. Peers? What are peers? We are peers? Yuck-yuck asked. Peers are ones who pee, Draco answered, bobbing her head up and down. Yes, we are all peers, because we all pee. Some of us pee on trees. Some of us pee on the ground. Others of us pee while flying, she said, looking directly at Terry and rolling her eyes. And some of us, she went on, fixing Albert with a, can you believe this guy, look pee inside their houses. No, that's not what it is. Albert objected a bit miffed about being judged for utilizing indoor plumbing. A peer is a soul of like social status. Being sentient beings ourselves, we are on a level with those generals. Besides, if being a peer was what you claim it to be, Draco, it would be more proper to use the word urinator in mixed company, not peer. Let us not be vulgar, profane, or common in our speech. And let us also be scientifically precise. Sure, whatever, Draco said, herself a little out of sorts now. What if the contest ends up in a tie, two to two, Warblade asked. Say each general wins two of the contests. What then? Then they will have to engage in a fifth deciding contest, a tiebreaker, winner take all. The victor gets to stick a pole with a piece of cloth attached to it into the ground, declare that he won the battle fair and square, get his picture taken by Matthew Brady, and be interviewed by a newspaper reporter with a piece of cardboard with the word press written on it stuck in his hatband. And then he returns home and calls himself Colonel for the rest of his life, while the vanquished general has to take his troops and retreat, vowing to never return to reopen the fray, Albert said. What is the y'all-important fifth and final contest? If it comes to that, the generals must compose an essay on what I learned from the war prayer, being allowed to read a copy of it first, which we will have to supply to them as it wasn't written until 1905. And again, the relative merits of the essays are to be judged by a jury of their peers, namely us. Alexis then said, if our aim is to prevent the KKK from ever existing, and to prevent the massacre at Fort Pillow, and to keep the bloody battle at Antietam from occurring, why not go back a little further in time and nip the whole thing in the bud by preventing the Civil War from happening in the first place? The main point of this operation is to prevent the Negroes from being taken advantage of, right? She continued. That's why you want to stop the KKK and prevent the massacre at Fort Pillow. The Civil War, in a nutshell, was waged over slavery, so let's nip it in the bud, as you like to say, Albert. That's a good idea, Alexis, Albert said, rubbing his chin. The Southerners claim the war was over states' rights, but the fact that the thing the federal government told them to do that they took issue with was the abolition of slavery... They were willing to follow other federal laws without making a federal case out of them, no pun intended, shows that the war was truly about slavery. So, Albert continued, to put it in a nutshell, 
Our goal is to prevent the wanton slaughter of hundreds of thousands during the so-called Civil War and to abolish slavery, am I right? We all agreed with that. That being the case, why not go to Fort Sumter in 1861 and prevent the rebel forces from firing on that installation in Charleston, North South Carolina, Alexis suggested. We all agreed to that, too, 